So hello and welcome to the first ever official uh, Scarborough Athletic podcast. Uh, myself, Charlie Hopper, uh, Andy Thorpe and Chris Marson will be taking you through um, members that we've got throughout the club, guests that we can bring on. We'll be bringing you all the, the news, the updates, everything that's going on um, at the Flamingoland Stadium. Uh, and we've got a great guest to uh, to get you started with um, tonight. Remember, before we get into it all, just to like, to share, to to stream the podcast, let your friends know about it so we can spread the word um, and spread all the good work that's going on at Scarborough Athletics. So before we bring in our uh, gorgeous guest who's joined us, this evening um chris andy how are we doing tonight uh i'm all right i'm warmer than i was last night thankfully because it was very cold um i'm doing fine how about you chris yeah really good really excited about this and uh yeah i think the fans are uh, fans are too going off social media so yeah i think it's uh, a long time going but yeah uh, any of those fans who's listening now I uh, want this to be like very open, interactive. So yeah, like like Charles, make sure you like comment in and uh, let's form this into something really special going forward. Yeah, there's definitely uh, there's definitely room to to go and scope to move. Um, but before we uh, before we get into some of the questions that we've got on the fans who've got involved, of course, thank you for everyone for getting involved with that. Uh, Kieran Glynn joins us on the podcast, the first ever guest. That's FC United, Salford, Chorley. Um, just to name a few, Southport as well in there. Better not forget them. Um, but we have you Kieran Glenn, who's joining us. Kieran, thank you for taking the time out to chat to us. Um, right, esteemed right. career. I've said we're going to be getting you on for for quite a while, and now we've finally pinned you down, and you're here. Yeah, it's only took a lockdown, a promotion, <laughs> cup final. Yeah, but I'm here now. Yeah, uh, <laughs> buzzing for it too fair. Yeah, um, I mean, Andy's got some some great questions to to put to you, Kieran. But just about sort of the 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 way that the club has gone in the last sort of year or so, um, you must be you know really loving life under John O'Greening at the moment. Yeah, so um, it's it's great at the minute. Um, obviously, when he first came in, I I signed under uh, Darren Kelly. I had a really great relationship with him, and um, obviously, I come across as someone that probably looks lazy. Um, and I've said it before, like the gaffer probably got the wrong perception of me at first, being this lazy player who doesn't work hard, doesn't want to want to tackle people because I look lightweight. But um, obviously, the past year or so has been, well, year eighteen months. Um, we've obviously come over that bound, like uh, that boundary, and well, reaping the rewards as a team as well. Not just for me personally, but everyone. Everyone's been different class in the group. The group. Flying. Yeah, definitely flying. Well, Andy, um, I will throw to you because you've got some quite tasking questions for Kieran. Um at me, Andy. He's looking forward to these, I think. <laughs> yeah, they're not really testing uh, clearly, honestly. First of all, I, I think probably one of the easiest questions, it'll be a, a popular question. Who did or do you support other than Garber, obviously? So I support Man City. So and you're probably gonna say, Oh, since the oil money came in and all this. No, no, no. Uh, my mum and dad met there. That's how they met. Um, when obviously nineteen ninety seven, I was born. So my dad's definitely seen some tough times. <laughs> um, and I remember specifically once we went to Fulham away. We had Willow Flood playing for us. So what was that like? Two thousand, two thousand three, two thousand four. Yeah. Um, and my uh, and we was walking on the Thames, and we were, obviously my first away game. People singing singing the best team in the land and all the world and I go to my dad like happy I was like 
Oh, he said, no, we're rubbish, but just sing it anyway. <laughs> but yeah, um, I've loved it ever since. That's a great answer, especially the bit about your, your mum and dad meeting there. Um, moving on to like the pre-match stuff, do you have any rituals or any superstitions that you go through before you come out? Because some players have some very strange ones. Um, yeah, he's got a new one. He's got a new one knocking out, knocking out <laughs> Sandy the Sheep. Yeah. Sandy the Sheep, give me a bit so I had to let him know. Just <laughs> for sure. Um, but no, uh, it, I wouldn't specifically call it a ritual, but for some reason, I, I always, always have to have vapor rub on. So I put vapor rub on my on my chest, on my chest. Then my under armor, I put vapor rub on. Then I put it on top of my top. Then I put it on my sleeves and my under armor. And if you ever see me like before a game, I always like sniffing my under armor, uh, just just to get my finger clear. But um. Rich is not a not a big fan of when I rub it on the kit because apparently it's. Uh, I'm trying to look for another word for the one yeah. that will get me in trouble. Yeah. Um, not, not the not the easiest to wash out. Shall we yeah, say? yeah, we'll set, we'll call it that. <laughs> um, so think about the current Scarborough squad now. Other than yourself, obviously, who's the most professional member? Who goes about their business the most in the most professional type way? Uh, Obviously, it's easy for me to say Kulo or Hezzy or one of the experienced lads, but someone for me personally, and you probably saw it last night with the way he came back, was Jake Charles. So mm-hmm. he travels in with us. Uh, me, Watto, Will, Charlo, we all travelling together. And Charlo, how he's handled himself, obviously he's a PT by day, how he's handled himself, kept fit, done everything to a T that the uh, that the doctors asked him to do with his rehab and stuff. He's been been different class and obviously we as a team reaped the rewards of that last night scoring him scoring two goals coming back at a level where he doesn't look like he's been out for too long because of his professionalism yeah it, yeah. it was great to see him return especially scoring you know his first two goals for Scarborough as well so yeah, yeah. it must have been good for you guys to have him back on board as well because he's been four months out now hasn't he yeah um and I still remember was it filed away um one of his last games before he got injured um, and yeah, he got injured he, against Boston, he, so it could have been. Yeah, he kind of gave us that platform to build from, and with the likes of Kulo in more advanced areas, obviously before we got Gooks and uh, Manny that's come in, um, he's helped. He helped someone like Kulo where he's not scrapping with centre half and he can play just in that inside left channel. Yeah, uh, where he gets a lot of his joy to make stuff happen. So um, he was. I think it's definitely a, a big help and like I think the gaffer said it before it would be like a new signing for us especially for that yeah. long period of time yeah yeah he's definitely said that a couple of times I think yeah, um, I think credit 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 to Jake as well while we're here because I, I don't think definitely. he's missed a game I think he's, I, mean, I, mean, I don't think he's missed a game has he? I think he's been in the stand every every game for about four months yeah yeah bless him with, with, with his hand yeah supporting yeah, the lads so yeah, so he's, he's he's one of those type of players. So he's thrown himself in. He's a big part of the group. And to be fair, like that's anybody in the group. I don't think there'd be one person if they sat out the squad that wouldn't come. Eat. So Charlo's been given time off and said like you, you don't have to travel, but he'll travel anyway because that's just the type of group we are. Everyone wants to support the lads. And uh, to be fair, it was um, Gloucester away an overnight stay. Um, obviously he's done his shoulder and 
we obviously we won the game late on and we're celebrating. <laughs> uh, we're celebrating in the changing room and obviously he's got his sling in this arm, but the wall's there and he's tried banging on it on all my everyone. And I mean, oh. you can ask anyone, he was like flapping the wall like this. Oh, <laughs> that, just, that, just, that just sums up, sums up the kind of group we are, like everyone. <laughs> Whether you're playing or not, whether you're on the bench, whether you don't come on, whether you're not in the starting eleven, whether you're injured, everyone, everyone loves everyone and supports them through thick and thin. Yeah, it seems to me it's that sort of stuff that's that's helped us get as high up the uh, the national league north table as we have. Because um, what there was what three or four editions and a couple a couple more during the season. They're primarily the same group. Yeah, so I know I know it's cliche to say like I've never been in a group like this before, but. I can hand on heart say it. So I'm I'm a character where uh, some people either love me or hate me. Um but in this group I just feel I can be myself, like and everyone everyone accepts me, everyone accepts everyone else for who they are. There's no like as they call them in football, bad eggs who um who spit the dummy out and start digging people out and blaming that each other. We all take collective responsibility for whether that be a high, whether it be a low. Everyone's everyone's pulling in the same direction. So yeah, the Gaffer's done a great job in in recruitment as well. So they played like uh, Dom, but we call him Daz. Uh, <laughs> Hezzy came in at the uh, on the halfway through last season. Yeah. Um, players like Nick Hutton, who probably don't get a mention. Obviously, he's just left now, but. They're all big parts of the squad, and everyone everyone pulls in the same direction. And credit to the Gaffer and Ingi, Jimmy and Blotty, for picking not only good players but players who, pers- personnel wise and behind the scenes, fit into our group perfectly. Yeah, yeah, I think it's, I think that's that's pretty clear to see when you see, um, again how well we're doing. Um, now, I was going to say, if you weren't playing football, what would you be doing? But considering that we're not full-time yet, um, what is your nine-to-five job, shall we say? Um, so I go in schools um, and I teach PE lessons. So I work for a third-party company called Physical Sports. Um, I work also someone that works with us who probably won't go down too well with the Scarborough fans. Um, Jacob Hazel. So if you ever oh. see me liking his tweet, <laughs> it's nothing personal against Scarborough. <laughs> I just work with him, and he's a friend. But I can honestly assure any Scarborough fan with <laughs> ill intentions towards him off the pitch, he is a top, top, top guy. I, I will vouch for that. I will, yeah. vouch, I will vouch that he is a very, very good bloke. Um, in, in particularly in games when he's. No, particularly Darlington game, and I messaged him straight after, and he just—he's such a nice bloke. He, gen- he genuinely is. He hasn't, you know, he's not the villain that people think he is. Yeah, exactly. So on the pitch, I've said it before. I've said it a million times. We've played him at Whitby. We've played him at Darlow, and he is a horrible, horrible human being when he steps over that white line. Horrible, and I. <laughs> I would also be giving him a torrent of abuse from the stand if I only saw him on the pitch and his actions. But he is honestly off the pitch. He's he's a top top guy. Um, but yeah, we work together. We go in schools. We do after school clubs. We do dinner time clubs. We do evening work where we have our own um, physical sports academies. So that goes from under fours, under fours to under twelve, so primary school age. 
Um, and yeah, we go. The academy's doing very, really well. We uh, went to Leeds last week, played a bunch of games there, played the City group um, a couple of months ago. Um, yeah, it's, it's doing really well. Just joined the JPL, which I know the um, Scarborough youth team youth team setups in that Paul Lexi does. They're in, they're, a couple of them are in the JPL, um, I think. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's good. Yeah, I, I really enjoy it. Work for a good company. Yeah. Can't complain. You can see you. You can see you enjoy your time with the with the younger fans. Like uh, recently, my lad's been mascot, and you're absolutely brilliant with him. Made a really impression, and uh, even last night at the Thornaby game, uh, I noticed that um, you know the the the, the mascot um, was just about to come off, and you're like, no, 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 he's still got a bit of time left, and you got him yeah. a ball and brought him back on the pitch. So yeah, you, you can see that you, uh, yeah, you, you're a big fan of the Sea Pups. Yeah, well, ultimately, like I've said before in the past, like. I know, like, I used to go to City games and I never got close to a player. Um, I think I got Paul Dickoff when he re-signed. I got Paul Dickoff's um, signature once. That was about it. Um, but other than that, like, obviously I'm not saying we play in the Premier League and stuff, but Scarborough's isolated in the sense that, like, there's no football league club there. If you're from Scarborough, like, you support Scarborough. So... Obviously, you have your big teams. I see a couple of people support Newcastle, Leeds, Jimmy sports Leeds and stuff like that. But ultimately, like children, like your son, um, people who come down to be mascots, they support us. So we are their perception of Premier League footballers. And obviously, if I can do anything to make them smile or keep it as a memory for the rest, rest of the time and inspire them to play football, then... So be it, I'll do anything like take. Yeah, yeah, it's magic. Um, right, I've not heard any barking or meowing, but I'm going to ask anyway. Have you got any pets? <laughs> no, no, I don't have any pets. Not at all. Um, I did did have a pet. Well, too far, I had a cat and a dog, but um, they they went with uh, my relationship. So yeah, all right. Uh, no, don't don't worry, don't worry, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> the only question I've got left is the generic question. I can leave it till the end, guys, or I can ask it now. It's up to you. Let's let's put let's put let's put it right at the end. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I've got that one left, so we'll leave that to the end. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I, I'll come in here on on just some stuff on John. Obviously, from the perspective of me, a thirty-four-year-old from Scarborough, when John was uh, in the Man United squad, winning the treble. I was obviously eleven years old, so as a Scarborian, you know you're seeing you're seeing someone in that United in that United squad at that time, arguably in the greatest ever squad, under the greatest ever ever manager. And you, you kind of uh, there's a sense that yeah, being from Scarborough, you can achieve anything. So subconsciously, John has probably always been a bit of a hero of man. Fantastic yes. to see him like loop back round and manage the uh, come back, yeah, come come back and manage Scarborough, and obviously he's doing a good job and. It's been said before that the town's fallen back in love with football again in these last couple of years, and yeah, that's like played to see. I just wondered, you know, what what is he, what's what's his magic? What, what what's, what, what's he doing? Um, yeah, or what's your or what's your perception of his secret? What, you know, from from somebody who's obviously in the dressing room with him, and you know, yeah, what what um, what yeah, what 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 advice is he giving you as well? It's, it's weird, like. 
I can't, you obviously can't pinpoint it to like just a one single factor. But like, if I was to compare it to other other managers that I've had at a part time basis, I'd say he's element to details, different class. So he he is hard working as it takes to get to the top level, like you reference there, uh, Man United. So he worked hard to get there, and I think he's followed that through his whole career. So obviously playing at Championship level, Premier League level, whatever it was, and I think he's continued that into management. So he does ridiculous amounts of um, research and, and work into what the opposition do, what the the last ten games stuff like that, everything, and he does it himself. Watches all the games back. Um, he tells us a lot. He references his uh, Middlesbrough days with Janino and stuff like that a lot. Um, <laughs> But yeah, honestly, for someone like me who is, I I absolutely idolise football. So I go to sleep with Serie A highlights on. I wake up, continue watching it. I watch every football game ever on TV. Uh, people get driven mad um, from the amount of football that I watch. Um, and for me to have someone uh, like a pillar of knowledge of Premier League or the highest level, like you said, the Champions League. Um, in John, or it's perfect for someone like me. I'll I'll happily listen. And I know he thinks I take the mick all the time, but um, <laughs> he thinks I take the mick out of him when he says. So when he brought, I think he brought some. What was it? It was a Liverpool game, and they were three 0 down at half time or something. Um, and he was he was saying I had a bad game against Hereford the other week. Um, made a mistake, and they went two 0 up. And I was down in the dumps, obviously afterwards. And he was like, look. We we played, I think he said Liverpool on Sky at twelve o'clock, um, and we was I think he said four nil off, three nil off, four nil down in the first half. That I had a mare give the ball away for two goals, um, and honestly, I didn't let it affect me that much. And and you know those little bits of wisdom that he can give you, um, yeah, about preparing mentally. That's that's massive because obviously everyone can. You can have as much ability as you want, but if, if you're in your own head and confidence is low, no, I can't. I couldn't tell you one player who's low on confidence and plays to their ability. That's never ever gonna happen. So yeah, I yeah. think his hard work and his and his ability to to keep you mentally in a good place, whether you're in the squad, whether you're not in the squad, everything um, to keep people happy in a squad of what 20, 18, 20 players happy. Um, yeah, I think that's testament to his hard work and the character that he is. Yeah, and that's really good, really, really good to hear that. And I think, like you're touching on the sort of mental health side of things there. And I think you know this this day and age down in the the the, the non league football where where we're at, um, you know, the social social media's heavy and, and ever present. And I think um, it's very easy sometimes for fans to forget that you know you lads are. Uh, You've got full-time jobs alongside this, and yeah. like fam- families and whatnot, and um, you know, like popping up at you know two training sessions a week and two games, and traveling pretty much length and breadth of the country, isn't it? Even even in the national north, it, it, yeah, I think it does must take some serious test of character to uh, you know, keep keep coming and you know, performing consistently, like yeah. uh, like like you have been doing. But yeah, that's like I said, I, I think. Obviously, with his full-time experience, like he spent the majority of his career in full-time, I know he dabbled in 
um, part-time with Tadcaster and stuff. But I think he also understands how, like you said, we, we do have full-time jobs. We're not going to be able to be this athletic machine week in, week out, not make mistakes. Otherwise, we'd be playing for Man City and Liverpool, United, stuff like that. It's, um, so, yeah, he's, he's very understanding as well. He's not... He's demanding, but he's not overly demanding. So he knows, obviously, you have to look after yourself mentally. If you're tired from work, then he's not going to push you to break you. He, he's understanding of it. I think he seems to have a good eye for a player as well. I mean, I think you'd expect that with a you know a, a top-level premiership midfielder, but I can't think of a bad signing that he's made. I can't think of one. I think every signing he's made has just slot straight in. Yeah, but that's that's where I, I, obviously he signs people on ability, doesn't he? Because ultimately that's what you see. But mm. um, I think he's with the group we've got. I think he's a big, big, a big factor of it is character. So yeah, like the likes of likes of Dom Tier and stuff. Um, I can't I can't stress Dom Tier is. If you ask anyone in the change room, he is the best person on, on the planet he's just like the nicest kid he's just lovely like um, I don't think anyone has a bad word to say about him and I'm just using him as an example Guck's coming in there's a lot of young hungry players who not who aren't hungry so they're at top clubs like Rotherham um, and they're getting spoon fed every week I'm not not dis- disputing that, that like they can they can do that but it kind of gives if you saw like the young pro nowadays, a chip on the shoulder where they come in and they're like, oh, oh it's only Scarborough, it's non-league, it doesn't really matter. If we get beat, I'll just go back to wherever, still get paid, put my feet up, go in the gym. But people like Gux, um, different different quality. Gux, I room with Gux and he's, honestly, he's one of the, you'll see it on the pitch, he works, he's oh. an absolute knackers off. And he deserves every every opportunity he gets in the future. I think, I think I was saying to um, Charlie last night when we were watching the game, Manny looks like he seems to run himself into the ground as well. He, he seems to give everything. That was just on one start. Yeah, exactly. Like, the, the gaffer must be doing something right. He must, yeah. must have a good checklist because he's getting in the right players, like you said. Mm-hmm. And I think, ultimately, the fundamental part of being a John or player is, is hard work. So, yeah, obviously, half the time I don't look like I'm running, but that's just how I run up. I'm sorry if you ever think I'm not really. <laughs> I, I think it's um I think what's you know, I've been spoke to John quite a bit about his transfer plans and, and everything like that. What's quite, you know, telling is yeah, he he he's operating on a very, you know, small squad. But what's nice is that he doesn't bring players in just for the sake of bringing a player in. He will only bring them in if they can offer something to the squad and if they, they will bring something more to the to to the squad. If they're not as good as the players he's already got, then he won't bother bringing them in. I think yeah. that that just kind of shows the the like the level of trust he has in the squad that that he's got together. That you're all going to work together, and the the odd addition here and there will strengthen you. Yeah, that's that's exactly what it is, Charlie. To be fair, he um, he he might bring a squad player in, and and I'm not I'm not like going to name names or whatever. He might bring a squad player in. He's not going to start every week, um, but he knows that. There'll be certain games which require certain players. So I remember like Atherton last year. Oh, sorry, Bamber Bridge away last year. Um, Hezzy hadn't played many games. 
Um, I know Heavy won't mind me saying this. He didn't play many games. Um, and then the it, he's the type of player to go in, big tackles, keep it simple, keep it short. If it needs to go long, it needs to go long. He'll put his head in where it hurts. He, he's that type of player. He's a warrior. And if you saw the conditions of Bamber Bridge last, last year, <laughs> you'd know we definitely needed that type of player that day. It was an absolute bog, but that was when that was when he came in, and over the winter months, he he was an absolute colossal for us in midfield. He gave me and Louis a sense of freedom to go and go and try and win us a game on the front foot, knowing that he's like the Casemiro type of player. Mm. I'm sorry, Andy, because uh, I know what's happening currently, but he's like a Casemiro type of player to just sit there, break the foot, pass it sideways, give it to technically better players who are going to try and win us a game. Um, yeah, so like you said, he always he always looks for some something in whoever he's bringing in. So whether they can bring something to a specific type of game, or play emergency centre back like he did last night. Exactly, <laughs> Virgil Van Heslop there. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's good. It seems you know. Obviously, we've been chatting for for quite a while now, Glenny, and we've had quite a few. Um, questions from fans which is always great it's always great to have the fans involved and um, Chris has has been putting them all together and you know we've had some great questions for you so you know it seems like it'd be the perfect time now to 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 let the fans you know have their questions answered by you because you know you are essentially one of the well if not the most favourable player in the squad you know everyone seems to love you Uh, I'll take that I'll take that um Obviously, that's just that's just how it happens. There's lots of good good lads, and uh, the fans should love every single one of our players. To be fair, um, there's not like I've said before, there's not one one bad egg, um, and every single one I would not just call a football friend because you come across people in football that you play with who you wouldn't you wouldn't message in your hour of need or stuff. But I know if I message any single one of the lads, um, they'd be there. It sums it up when we was at Cadsy's wedding. Um, and obviously he made me a groomsman and still Bailey Jack over there um, that sums up it's obviously the biggest day of his life and he knows he wants he wants the lads there from football so that sums up just how close-knit the squad is that leads really well into the first question I was going to open up with from the fans actually so Katie Townsend is coming with how much do you- how much do you love this club? I've, I don't know what I don't know if she wants to use a scale. Uh, <laughs> one to I love this club. Are we just going to use that <laughs> one being no? Yeah. Ten being yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I love it. Love it wholeheartedly. To be fair, um, like I said, uh, obviously I came from from a couple of a loan moves at Salford whilst I was under contract. Wasn't particularly enjoying my football, um, and obviously we were. We were in the MPL then, and um, I'd never, I'd never um, played in the MPL, and I probably had this approach like, oh, I don't want to drop down too level, too many levels and stuff. But um, Darren Kelly sold it to me. He told me, obviously, I know the type of player you are. You won't be playing out wide. You'll be playing as a centre mid, um, and ultimately, I want you to enjoy it as a person again, and your ability will shine through. That's what he used to say to me, and and uh, I can't thank. Darren Kelly, John O following it on. Obviously the memories we've made. Um 
I can't, I can't, I don't really have a bad word to say about the club at all. <laughs> like, I, I, it would, I'd be hard pressed to find one bad thing. That's it. Other than Kulo's toenails, because they're grim. <laughs> Season pro. Yeah, they've seen better. The other day, he was looking at me having a conversation. He was like, filing him down. And I was like, oh. Probably <laughs> you in another 10 years. It won't. I'm, I'm <laughs> wrapped in cotton wool. <laughs> um, we've got another question here from, uh, from Stuart Welsh, who said, do you think you can finish the top scorer out of all the Kieran's? Uh, I don't know where we're at on that. Charlie might have a better idea. Well, Bert scored yeah. scored more in one game than I have all season. So yeah. Oh, yeah, just, he's got it. That, that puts me down the pecking order. Um, Gooks, Gooks scored again last night. So, what's that? Is that four for him? Three, four? Um, Keys has scored about 14 in a row. So, <laughs> yeah. I think I'm the worst off at the minute. Um, but yeah, I'm going to back myself to get to get double figures before the end of the season. Um, to, you seem to be shooting more. Yeah, not on time, but yeah, shooting more. But, um, but, the, but obviously, the good finish uh, the other week, does that give you some confidence to yeah, shoot sure. more? Just... <laughs> you, know, you know what I felt like? It was like, not a mental block, but you know, like when you need one. And obviously, I scored against Darlow. Um, took it off the centre half and I was one on one with Tommy Taylor scored and I feel like I just needed that where it was like a see you do have the ability to put the ball in the back of the net um, <laughs> and obviously scored scored um, against Blythe as well and I feel like it's 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 instilling that confidence in yourself that you don't need to pick it out top bins unlike Louis Maloney does every week <laughs> Um, yeah. you don't need to pick out top and just, just hit the target and work the goalkeeper and if you don't score uh, you might parry it out to someone on the follow up like we saw with Watto and why was he against Blythe um, Chris you, you mentioned there about uh, goal scorers there and the top goal scorers um, and this is only going by sports mole so I don't know how uh, <laughs> how, how um... is, that, is that a reliable source Charlie it might be. I mean, Michael Coulson's <laughs> at the top. Kieran Burton's there on five goals. I'm on two. Uh, Kieran Williams on four, and then it is it's um it's Luca, and then it's Glynny. Um and you're you're ahead of Kieran McGuckin as well. So uh, we we talk, we'll have to get um Stuart to uh, clarify whether it's all competitions or just league goals. Yeah, so this one says <laughs> yeah. this one says National League North. So I I would presume oh, just league. Yeah, yeah, we'll go off that because it gives me half a chance. <laughs> so if you're banging that chicken against Boston, I've, I've sure. pushed myself to even evens even. I'll which give myself by... <laughs> I'll give myself good six to one, six to one. <laughs> a minute, I think Jimmy by would the... take that bet though. To be fair. By the time this podcast goes out, we'll have played uh, Boston, so you might you might be top by then. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I don't think I've had three shots in a game, let alone three goals. <laughs> but uh, yeah, speaking, you, you're speaking about uh, betting there, and we've had a we've had another another question from Jamie Taus, who said, uh, "Have you ever had a winning tip off Jimmy?" Uh, I'm not a betting man, but <laughs> on the on the court, um, obviously we sit at the back, and uh, I just. Headphones in, watching football, whatever. Um, 
after a after a a three o'clock kickoff, we usually get on the coach. I usually watch like the R five kickoff. Um and I just hear shrieks from down down the road. <laughs> um and he's like and you can tell when it's close because he starts going, Yes, yes and the full bus starts rocking. Uh Kulo's telling him to shut up. Gaffer's telling him to <laughs> blot his hair like this peering over like this out the corner it looks like this trying to see. Um <laughs> But yeah, I, I'm not a betting man, so no, I, I've, I haven't taken any tips off him, let alone winning ones. <laughs> For you, the tipsters, you only ever hear about the winning ones, though. Oh, definitely. <laughs> um, but yeah, but we've had, we've had Josh Fothergill has come in and uh, quite an admirer, I think. He said, um, just how do you do what you do with a football? Unreal to watch, worldy passes, you keep throwing it out. Oh, sorry. Unreal passes. Worldly pass that you keep throwing out. Has Jono inspired you? Some of some of this midfield magic. Uh, um, <laughs> I think I was doing that before I met Jono. I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> no, but um, yeah, it's I don't know. It's it's weird. Like I was, we was warming up yesterday with Ollie, the um, strength and conditioning coach, and he was trying to say like, like how you know, there's one particular. Um, one particular like turn I do, and he was on about like when it get played from the center half to me, and I take it on the out, like I take my touch to the left and then scoop it with the outside of my right, and he and he was like, "How do you do it?" And I was like, "It just just happens." Like I don't don't particularly have a thought process. It's just it's like obviously muscle memory, and it just happens. Um, but yeah, it's it's weird. Like when you when you're in the heat of the moment of the game, you just like half the time you just do stuff off the cuff and it, you don't don't really go into games thinking, yeah. no, I'm gonna do this today. It just, just kinda of happens and yeah. You're playing like a lot of street football and stuff as a kid. Yeah, so obviously I yeah. I grew up in a council estate. We used to have a, a what you you'll probably call it a mugger, but we just called it the square two necks. Um and I was playing with, with the older lads. So it was me and my friend Brad. We were I'd say we were like year five, year six. And they were like year, year nine, year ten. Um, yeah, there'll be year ten when I was in year six because when I first went into secondary school, went on the Astro and uh, I was year seven playing with the year elevens because all the friends around me were there. <laughs> and uh, it was kind of uh, kind of rough because obviously you don't know the the players that they play with. Obviously, their mates at school, so. Obviously, I was playing with my mates on my mates' team for the year 10. So it, it kind of just just clicked together. You're just playing against older lads and you either uh, put up with it and try and get away from them or you get cream crackered. <laughs> I, yeah, I think that definitely comes across in how you're, in how you're, in how you're playing. Uh, this must be one of your pals, Kieran. Uh, Jake Walker said, oh, "How many bottles of how many bottles of sun cream do you go through in summer?" So, <laughs> so, so I work with him. I work with him. Um, he's a good lad, but he he uh, he knows full well that during summer camps, when we do the uh, sports camps, it's 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 torture for me. If I've not got factor thirty five <laughs> minimum, and I need a full bottle for the day, it'll be game over. I'll be in in blisters <laughs> and all sorts. Uh, but luckily, you guys don't get to see me too much during the summer. 
So I go red as a tomato and I'm behind closed doors, away from cameras. Uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm in desperate need for, um, in desperate need for sun cream all summer long. Probably have a <laughs> direct debit for it. <laughs> direct debit. Um, the Scarborough Athletic Academy has come on and, uh, and asked about, you know, this would be quite a good one for, the uh, the youngsters listen, listen any academy play any academy players listening was we well, touched on it there about your your you know, uh, you know playing in the streets and uh, and playing with all the kids at school and stuff but they said what was your childhood football experience and journey like and were you signed to an academy as no, opposed like what right. what sort of... yeah so sorry sorry to interrupt no no you you right yeah I uh, I never I never played for an academy I had trials when I was younger and stuff but um this is this is gonna sound weird but. My my mum used to tell me I couldn't play for a, a team up until year six, so I never played for a team until I went to the first year of secondary school, and um, I was I was good. My my best friend Josh, you would have seen him on my social media. Josh, he's like literally like my brother. Um, he he was like my best mate from day one in year year seven, um, and he. He his dad was the manager of Hayside Juniors, but they had they then had Hayside JFC, so there was like two teams from the same club, but obviously a different different um, set of players. And uh, I my mum didn't drive, and my dad used to work during the week. Um, obviously, they were separated. So for the first year, I went and signed for the opposite one to my friend Josh, um, and. And just played, and I didn't really enjoy it. And then I played for Josh's Hayside in the second season, and played to them until we folded when we turned sixteen. Um, and yeah, so I, I never I had trials at Rochdale, Blackburn, um, sorry Rochdale twice, and never ever um, got asked to come back. So um, just enjoyed playing football with my with my mates and. I wouldn't change it for the world now. So obviously, I'm I'm privileged to be in the position I'm in, where I play at a decent level at Scarborough. But academies, I've I've never been there. I'm I'm just grateful that I ended up at FC United by by chance. Really, um, we I went to college and played football at college for Hotwood All, um, and we had an under 18s cup game against FC United. And uh, I I wasn't supposed to play, so I was the first year, so I was sixteen. Um, no, sorry, I just turned seventeen, and I wasn't supposed to play. So the second years, who were like eighteen, would play first, like would be priority to play in the under eighteens game. Um, but I came off the bench, and I this might come as a shock horror, but I used to play up front, um, <laughs> and I came up came on and uh, scored a hat trick and. And uh, Roger Giggs, who was the uh, academy manager and reserve manager at the time, said, do you want to come down for a trial? Um, and I said, look, I've, I've been offered a trial at, at um, Rochdale at the minute, but am I all right to stay in touch and let you know how this goes? He was like, yeah, that's completely fine. Um, and then the end of that season, I played two games for the reserves and the first team manager, Carl Marginson, was at, at the game. Uh, against Daisy Hill, 
and he came up to me and he said, do you know who I am? And I, I didn't have a clue at this point. I was like, no, I've never, never seen you in my life. And he was like, oh, well, I'm I'm Carl Minus and I'm the first team manager. Um, we play Hereford on Saturday at home. Bearing in mind, I was working at Domino's at this time, um, along with college. And um, I just used to do Saturday shifts, Saturday and Sunday shifts at Domino's. So I played in front of, I think it was something like 1,500 fans, um, a friendly for FC. And then afterwards, I was walking out and he was like, oh, we're fan-owned. We go upstairs into the bar, we speak to the speak to the fans and stuff. Um, and I, I'd come on at the start of the second half, done really well, set up a goal. And uh, some of the lads were like messaging me afterwards saying, oh, it won't be long before you play for us. Um, and I just said to the manager, look, I've, I've got to get to work. I've got to go and work the oven at Domino's. <laughs> and he was, he was looking at me like, wow. it was like, what are you on about? I was like, no, I've, I, I don't have a job. Like, I go to college and I work part-time. He said, so I was like, do you mind if I just miss it? And he was like, that just shows uh, the type of person you are, like how hardworking you are, that you rather than reveling your glory of like, what you've just done. <laughs> And toss work off. You, you, you're gonna go and uh, work in front of a hot oven for four hours. That must have been a, a crazy four-hour shift after that. Oh, it was crazy. So my friend, but Josh your mind was... <laughs> yeah, my friend Josh worked there as well, and I was just sat there and I was like talking to him. So obviously at Domino's, if you've ever been in, there's a mate climb where there's someone that slaps a pizza from from the door, and that's your base, and then. Obviously, your sauce and cheese, and then as you go down, um, your toppings, and then there's the oven. And I was I was the oven tender, so I used to take it out, box it up, put it in. So if you ever went to Oldham Domino's, um, at around two thousand and seven, uh, sixteen, seventeen, and we got a dodgy cut pizza. <laughs> I wasn't on shift, uh, <laughs> but no, um, I was speaking to him, and I was like, "This is so surreal. Like I'm getting bossed about by this man who is horrible to me." Um, <laughs> at work and I've I've just like played like lived a childhood dream of playing in front of a in front of a crowd and he was like it's ridiculous like he was like why are you here? And I was like I don't know. I've not signed my contract yet. Mm. <laughs> yeah it's fair yeah like like the gaffer said fair play for sticking out because a lot would have a lot I said a lot wouldn't have even gone back in after that. No, no. So I, I obviously yeah. um Obviously, we never had much money uh, growing up, so it was always hard working. You got your own money, spent your own money, um, unless it was your birthday and you got spoiled. But yeah, that's that's how my my family worked. Spot on. I'll just uh, I'll just skim see if there's any more <laughs> questions to come there. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, question question for me from Andy Campbell, who's at, uh, he's obviously watched the promo video for this podcast and said. Is that Saturday's team on the whiteboard behind me? Like, no, it's not, Andy. It's just there for sure. Pure decoration. Just, Don't read too much into it. The marketing for, director does, does not pick the starting 11. <laughs> just for clarification on that as well, I don't, I'm not supposed to play deeper than Lewis Maloney. He just gets off and <laughs> gets his shots off, and I've just got to cover him because he just leave, vacates the middle of the pitch. <laughs> I'll change it for you, Glenny. I'll change oh, it. Fine. Yeah, put me more advanced, please. Just, so, just get the gaffer <laughs> yeah. there a bit. No worries. Yeah, you're quite. In, I've, there's photos of you enjoying uh, wearing the captain's armband as well. So, I'll uh, 
I'll, I'll wind people up a bit more and put a C in brackets next to your name if you want. <laughs> you know why I enjoy it? It's because it hardly fits around my arm. It's not an adjustable one. <laughs> and you've got Will, who's sculpted by Zeus. You've got Kulo, who's got the biggest chest and arm combination I've ever seen. And Watto, who is built like a little Staffordshire Terrier. And then you put it on me and I've got pipe cleaners. Look at that. <laughs> no one can no one can see on the podcast, but um, just 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 for those uh, just for clarification, yeah, they like pipe cleaners. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, just going back through, somebody's asked. Uh, this is um from Simon Thompson, who's a a, a massive travelling sea dog. But asked, do you prefer an assist or a goal? Uh. Recently, I prefer a goal more, but it depends on the assist. So, right, obviously, most most goals are one touch finishes, um, unless you're Lewis Maloney who scores from eighty yards out. But we'll we'll discount them once because they just belong to him, not us. Um, is he is he like that in training, Louis? Yeah, it's disgusting. Like I speak to the keepers <laughs> all the time. We do like finishing sessions, and I'm like, and I said to him, like, it doesn't even look like it's going that fast, but it it just. <laughs> It just passed the keeper before he's even got time to react. So I was like, and then we stand there and I'm like, just pass it to me how you'd like shoot. And he's like, so I like try it. And I'm like, that's just weird that like his foot must be shaped differently to mine. It's <laughs> it's weird. But um, sorry, what was the question originally? Uh, assist or goal. Yeah. So obviously I, I, I do like scoring goals and stuff, but I've had a couple of assists where I've been like, you know what? I'm I'm not bothered that I didn't score. Like that, that's one for the highlight reel. Um, We've seen that come through on sh- social as well, where you like you just remind people if a girl's get on the cut, you remind people where the assist comes from. Yeah, so I, <laughs> I have to. I have to. I don't want to get outcast. Um, uh, but no, like this, this is two that stick in mind. Is um, the Guts one this year um, against Peterborough Sports. Um, where I did did that turn and then draw forward, played him in. Great finish by Guck. <laughs> then there's um one against Whitby in the um the cup last year. Might have been it was Yeah, that was outstanding. Yeah, for Jake Day. And that, that one's my yeah. favourite to be fair. Um I've done it a yeah. couple of times where I've got to the got to that far and I've just either not picked the right pass or it's not ended up as a goal. Um but that one that one was good uh uh, picked up at the edge of my box, ran and cut, cut back to uh, Jake Day and Jake, Jake finished it off. So, yeah. It was really uh, good timing, that one, from what I remember. Yeah, it was like 80, 85th, 86th, wasn't it? Yeah, I was behind the goal that day. Yeah, yeah absolutely fantastic. fantastic. Uh, Chester first coming out, like, I asked a similar question because you've obviously got like, um, like just touching on it there, got these, like, your signature length of the pitch runs with the ball. So she's asked, do you prefer your length of the pitch runs or a cracking finish? Similar, but yeah, you, you, it depends. I've got a sig- sig- signature Glinny run, <laughs> is a thing. <laughs> um, you know what? I, I think I do prefer, I prefer, yeah, obviously, nothing beats a goal when you're in the crowd, but I think, like, if you see an individual bit of skill or someone goes past someone, I feel like that's just. Just better, like that's what used to get me off off my seats. I used to obviously watch what's the best at it, Ronaldinho, um, when I was younger, and 
and obviously I'm I'm nowhere near as skillful as him, but to do to do something where it gets gets fans excited and people off a seat like that's that's all I've ever wanted. I've wanted people to love me and think think like I'm a good player because I can do stuff that some people some other people can't do. So I'd probably go with a with a, a signature length run, but it's 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 close close contact. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely fine. We've got one more fan question where they've asked about um, the guy, uh, Dave Stanford's coming, uh, asking about do you have ambitions to play full time in 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 the football league? Um, um, see this this one's where it gets torn. Obviously, if, like Andy touched on before, if we was to go full time, I'd never ever 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 leave ever. <laughs> like, yeah. I'd sign a lifetime contract now, but obviously you have to put into perspective that everyone's ambition is to be a full-time footballer. Um, I think I stepped into that at Salford from being part-time. Uh, sorry about that. Part-time very early um, when I went to Salford. And uh, I, I wasn't, I didn't think I was particularly built for it. Where, like It becomes no longer a hobby it became a job you understand what I mean mm. um, yeah and so obviously I have my reservations about going back in but ultimately I think I think the end aim is to is to give it one last try and see if if it's not for me then come back to part time but yeah but where, where we're at now and I keep telling everybody as well because you know, there's really good vibes on and off the pitch uh, at the club at the minute and you know every now and then you know, it's social media has got pros and cons as well, but you know, sometimes people moan about stuff, but this really is a moment in history at a football club where I think everyone just needs to like enjoy this moment in time. Yeah. Exactly. So, uh, relax and we're, 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 everyone's on a good thing, whether you're a uh, supporter of the club, volunteering at the club, whatever capacity you're involved, playing, coaching, like it, it is, it is like a magic period of time. Yeah, exactly. For me. That's um, it's obviously come across with, with with the conversation you've given us this after this evening. Yeah, exactly. Um, I can't put into perspective what this this last year has been like. Um, I think it was it was the semi finals against Matlock at home, and in gave the man a few words, unless obviously he needs to uh, rile us up or shout at us. He'll, he'll definitely <laughs> oblige to that. But um, <laughs> no, but. He he touched on last year. He said, he said there was a there was a player at York. I can't remember his name, and he said he had a fifteen year great career, great career in, in the football league and stuff. He said, but there was only one opportunity when he was I think when he was eighteen he broke through in his first season, and he said he he had one playoff campaign, one playoff campaign in his first season, and he thought, oh, I'll be involved in loads of these. Didn't have one. He didn't have one after that. Um. And that that kind of like put everything into perspective. Like you can you can think about what you can do in the future, but ultimately the here and now is where memories are made for the future. Um, and I don't think anyone anyone will be forgotten from from that playoff side or from the current side because I feel like we're putting putting Scarborough back where it belongs, or at least trying to. And being relatively successful in doing so. Well, what a 
what a way to I guess before Andy's got his final um question to 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 round things up what a way to what a way to finish that Glenny on on such a amazing note just bringing back memories from um from that playoff semi-final and and that campaign um amazing. I got philosophical sorry <laughs> You've got quite deep there, actually. Well, <laughs> it's, a, it's a side to me that people want to see. So. It's fantastic podcast material, and you haven't even you haven't you haven't even had any warning of these questions. Brilliant. No, no, this is straight <laughs> off the cuff. Everyone, you need to realise I'm I'm strictly professional. It took us two <laughs> takes to film that yesterday when it came to the uh, what was it the advert or advertisement, and, and it's just what I do. I'm strictly a professional. I'll be on Love Island. Have <laughs> you had media? Have you had media training? No, I've never had media trainer. Like, uh, Chris is your man. Rubbish. <laughs> I have got, there is one final question, uh, but I think you've kind of answered it. Um, it's one that I, I think we're probably going to ask most people when they come on. Just touching on your, your career with Scarborough, is there one goal or assist that stands out as your favourite? But I think you've, you, you've narrowed it down definitely to two, haven't you? Assist-wise, yeah, but uh, it's on goals. Now, Hyde United away when I was first on loan. Um, I've never ever ever scored from. Well, I have. I've scored two from outside the box, and this one was um, obviously it just came into me. I've turned, hit it across Lloyd Allenson, who I used to play with at FC United. Um, it hit the crossbar and in. But the only irritating thing about the whole goal is Hyde's footage was. Terrible, terrible, <laughs> absolutely awful. And I was like, no way. Um, but yeah, that's that's probably the my, my favorite favorite moment in um well when it comes to goals in a Scarborough shirt. Um, but something other than goals and assists, I'd probably say. Obviously, you've got so many memories where it's like Matlock. Um, you've got the cup final last year. You've got Warrington. Yeah. Um, but the one for me was obviously I've been here what two, three years now, three years now, um, and the best one for me was um, it was just the start of lockdown. Um, we had we played Whitby at home, um, and there was only six hundred pound fans allowed in, and uh, a cart scored late on to make it two one, um, and and honestly the car journey home. Was was different <laughs> class. It was it was unbelievable. Like obviously, there was only six hundred there, but because no one was allowed in a football ground, every single person, whether or what, well, I don't know how many we would have had. We would have had what five hundred or something. Yeah, because um, we had to give Whitby some allocation. Um, but every single person from a Scarborough perspective in the ground was unbelievable. It was like there was obviously only five hundred, four hundred, five hundred in there, but it felt like there was. It was like a full capacity. It was. It was honestly. It was ludicrous. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing, Glennie. Well, what a pleasure um, it's been to have you join um, myself, Chris, and Andy um, for the first ever episode of the official Scarborough Athletic Podcast. Um, I imagine it'll, it'll have tougher, um, tougher battles on the pitch than you have answering some of our questions. <laughs> um, no, to, be, to be fair, I'm, I'm thankful they weren't. It weren't too uh, strenuous because that that's where it, that's where it would have got me. But yeah, I'm I'm thoroughly happy to be the first person, and and thanks a lot for um, making me feel more than welcome. 
Yeah, you you yeah, have. Thanks been, very much. You have hounded me for quite a while, Glennie, to try and get you on. Ever since I, uh... oh, Charlie, oh, yeah, well, oh, you're back, Charlie. Thing, back, I'm back. Um, you have hounded me ever since I spoke to. I don't know which player it was that you listened to, and I said about your penalty miss at South Shields. It was. Whoa, whoa! Can we just? It was. <laughs> no, it wasn't, no, sorry, it wasn't. It was a one-on-one. It was it a was one-on-one a from from. And you from should have scored. Out, so it was yeah. worse than a penalty miss. Should have scored. Should have scored. And I mentioned it to one of the players that. Um, yeah, you, listen, you listen to it to Jake Day. You listen to it, and you you've hounded me on the bus on the way down to one of the games. Okay, right. Well, let's get out of the open. If I don't, if I score that with one place above in the table, we might have played a little bit um, different. Exactly. Did Matlock finish second or did South Shields? Shields finished. Second. We might have played. We might have played Warrington at home. We might have lost. Matlock and South Shields might have played. Matlock might have so technically I've done us a favour. <laughs> you said you knew, you knew you knew what you were doing. <laughs> look, lead people to a false sense of security. Why do you think I've got arms like this? People think, oh, he's weak, we'll bully him. Sandy didn't think you were weak when you knocked him out last night. <laughs> oh yes. Sandy got it. Left, right, centre. Needed needed to start at the bottom, you know, like where you start. Tune up fights. Oh, well, we were going to finish on a positive. We finished the fighting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't who, condone violence. Who, 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 who do you, who, in the in the dressing room right now? Who, who, who do you nominate to have on next? Yeah. Who, who, who should come on That's and speak? A great with question. Uh, it's got to be. See, it's, I'm a, I'm torn. Obviously, I'd love love to sit here with Dom T yeah. because Dom's in class. Um, yeah, and he's got some. Absolutely, I'm not sure, and you you won't be able to tell either. He like talks to you, and he's telling an absolute blatant lie, and <laughs> and I promise you, you will not be able to tell it any different. He can be <laughs> you, and he can be telling you a lie, but it's the same facial expression, it's the same sound of voice. It's so weird. So you told me like City lost to Southampton one nil, right? And in my head on the way home, I was thinking. Oh my! God. I didn't even have the courtesy to check. I just thought, oh, it's fine. <laughs> uh, I was like, oh my god, what? Like, how have we lost to them? Got home and it was four 0 City. I was, watching, <laughs> I was watching match of the day, and I don't think we scored for like the first forty minutes. And I was watching these highlights, and I was like, we're battering these here. Like, when when did we get four nil? And I messaged him. And I was like, eh, you've had me on all day. Um, <laughs> Class. So I'd have him, and then. Oh, I'd have Hezzy because Hezzy, Hezzy is, is yeah, I'd, I'd love to have him on. Or Lewis Maloney with a drink in him. You have to get him with a drink in him. He's a different With a drink. Yeah, yeah. Not, maybe not a good idea. <laughs> no, he's, honestly, you think that, but he's, oh, he's so, Sorry. he's like, Charlie, you guys have met him, haven't you? Um, and in training, he doesn't really speak. But then when he had a drink in him, he's a completely different person and he's the Funniest yeah. human being. Yeah, <laughs> especially when you sit him and Planty together on the bus. Oh, them two are. Them, oh, two, them two just them two, sit next to each other all the time. Yeah, them two were were horrible. They they used to be called Bant and Deck because they just used to be horrible <laughs> to people. But it was so funny. It wasn't horrible, but it was like Bant and it was so. Oh, they used to make me absolutely crease laughing. 
And they used to bully Keezer as well because he was in the castle. They used to bully him about how tight he is. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's a toss up between them three for me. So take your pick. Right. Well, uh, we've got well, we've got plenty to go at. Yeah, yeah definitely. Thanks, thanks very much. And yeah, thanks very much for uh, taking time out of your very busy schedule and uh, coming to talk to us and the fans. That's fine. I'll just get Love Island on plus one. What time is it? We've timed it well. Well, of course, if you've um, if you've liked what you've heard, um, we'll have plenty more episodes coming up in the, in the next couple of weeks. Um, and once we've obviously dropped this this pod, then keep sharing the word um, and just help it grow. Um, keep an eye on all of our socials as well. Chris and the volunteer team and Ray and everyone are doing amazing things at the club with match previews, updates, news from the club, uh, interviews, everything like that. Um, but from myself... Um, from Andy, from Chris, and of course from Kieran Glynn. Thanks for listening. And of course, we'll see you all in the next one. Um, and it goes without saying, but up the borough. Up the borough. Up the borough.